Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandma'sCatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Monday, January 3rd. A quick warning to listeners, our story today includes discussions of suicide. Homicides in Missouri recently reached a record high, but the number of suicides is even higher. In the state's growing community of black gun owners, some enthusiasts are taking steps to ensure people don't end up bringing more danger into their homes. KCUR's Alex Smith reports. When Russell Lewis wants to unwind, he comes here to Sharpshooter Indoor Gun Range in southern St. Louis. Taking aim at paper targets, Russell fires his 12-gauge shotgun. I mean, it's just something about, you know, the power, you know, and just being able to release that and, you know, let it go down range. It's just just something nice to do. Like I say, it just kind of relaxes me. Russell's wife, Sharice, is here practicing with her new handgun. She's been concerned about crime, but says she doesn't feel comfortable calling police for protection. Some people are, you know, they rely on law enforcement, which for African-Americans, that's not always the safest course of action either. So I would rather um, control the situation than rely on law enforcement. Sharice and Russell are part of a cohort of African-American gun owners that's growing fast. Nationwide surveys found that 25 percent of black adults owned a gun in 2021, up from 14 percent just six years ago. Missouri doesn't require a license to buy a gun, and most adults can carry firearms without permits in many public places. But even gun enthusiasts say that new gun owners often lack the information needed to keep themselves safe, especially when it comes to suicide prevention. Well, I call you. I'll let you know. That's what keeps Bill Mays busy. Yeah. Mays is dropping off safety pamphlets at the gun counter of a St. Louis pawn shop. He makes regular visits to spots like this, giving out literature and chatting with shop owners. Okay, thank you, friends. All right. As a firearms trainer and a concealed carry advocate, Mays has been part of the St. Louis gun community for years. He says he knows how to talk with gun enthusiasts in ways health experts can't. It's a matter of uh, if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, then what is it? I'm a duck, you know, so... So I can talk, you know, but if you come in there and you're a hen and you're talking to ducks, they ain't not going to understand that language. <laughs> Mays is black and part of the Safer Homes Collaborative, a project involving gun owners across Missouri. They're hoping to convince gun sellers, owners, and their families to help keep firearms temporarily out of the hands of people in crisis. Suicide is usually an impulsive act. Nearly half of survivors say the time between first considering suicide and making an attempt was less than 10 minutes. If someone is kept away from a means of killing themselves for even a short period of time, their risk of dying can drop dramatically. And see, that's the thing about suicide is that you can have that feeling, but if someone intervenes, That feeling can easily go away. Firearms are a main focus of suicide prevention efforts because they're more deadly than other methods. Nine in ten people who attempt suicide with a gun will die. 
But this message doesn't always go over well with gun rights advocates. On one visit, a shop owner said May's materials were no longer welcome. I went to a, sh- uh, a shop and the guy said, well, we're not doing that anymore because we don't want that anti-gun stuff in here. I'm like, come on, are you kidding me? You know this is not no anti-gun. Would I be talking to you? Mays is not easily discouraged. From his personal experience with suicidal thoughts, he knows how important this crisis intervention can be. For decades, older white men have had among the highest rates of suicide, in part because of high rates of gun ownership. Since 2012, however, suicides among young black men have increased by almost 50 percent nationally. And a new Harvard study found that growing gun ownership is only increasing the risk. In St. Louis, Reba Rice-Portwood has been urging her neighbors to recognize how trends have changed. When someone would die by suicide, and if we heard about it on television or if we read about it or something like that, we'd always assume that it was Caucasian. That assumption was broken when Reba lost her son Ricky to suicide in 2014. Reba says Ricky had an old soul. He loved Sam Cooke and looked out for older people in his apartment complex. But Reba says her son was also tormented by depression. On September 17th, Reba got a frantic call from her son's fiance, who told her that Ricky had shot himself. Ricky died at a hospital. He was only 22. At first, I'm like, you know, what did I do so bad? in this life for God to to allow my son to pass. In the days following her son's death, Reba grappled with grief. And then came surprising news. Ricky's fiancé discovered she was pregnant. Why is it so easy? Today, Reba is a counselor, and she's raising her grandson, Jackson, who's six years old. On a Saturday morning at her apartment, he shows off his multiplication skills on a tablet while his grandmother beams. You're getting very good for six years old. Yeah, but I don't know 13. Despite what happened to her son, Reba still keeps a pistol in a safe at home. She says she's held on to it for one big reason. Fear. You know, I, um, like actually I went to the grocery store about three weeks ago, you know, and it was almost carjacked. And, that, and that's the reason why I still have it now, because I was like, you know, it's just too much going on. For Bill Mays and his friends, the latest news about guns and self-defense dominate conversations at lunchtime. Have you tried our brisket? Yes, that's, that's what I have. I like our pork. Our pork's at Bang Good Barbecue, Mays meets up with Russell and Sharice Lewis. After placing orders, they launch into talking about Kyle Rittenhouse and the double standards of justice for African Americans. Yeah, because you can carry you can carry a rifle at 18. 18, 18, 18 right. He was an 18. He was an 18. Mays says he's felt those safety concerns too. But after losing some of his friends to suicide and renewing his relationship to religion, Mays has changed his approach to firearms. You know, I think a lot about the Bible and uh, the experience how Jesus would, would Jesus walk around with a firearm? Uh, of course not, you know, but uh, it's, been, it's more than that. You know, it's just a point of, uh, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want nobody to hurt me. But uh, I just don't want to hurt anybody like that. Though he no longer carries a gun, Mays wants to keep helping the people who do and hope that those tough conversations might prevent another suicide death. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Alex Smith.
This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast was produced by Byron Love and Trevor Grandin and edited by Gabe Rosenberg. To read Alex's story on Black gun owners and mental health, visit kcur.org, where you can find our live stream and more news stories from Kansas City's NPR station. If you like our show, leave us a voicemail at 816-235-8930 with your thoughts, or leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. 